Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 242, recorded on August the 8th, 2019. And on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing a whole lot of the Pokemons again. So, Jesse, you know what to do. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 242 of Nintendo Dads. It's August 8th, 2019, and you're hanging here with me, Marty, as well as an interesting cast of characters that are delighted to bring you Nintendo tidbits, news, and their opinions from around the world this week. Joining us this week on the show is, as always, the silent but deadly Mr. Jesse Waldack. Interesting is also an interesting way to describe a person. So, <laughs> You're deadly. You were silent at the time. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where you were going with that either. I called you a fart. I'm sorry. I, I, I understand. Yeah, I got that part. I apologize. <laughs> How are you, man? Uh, it's been a long week. You know, you know, two kids are moved out of the house. My wife has been camping in Pennsylvania all week. And my youngest has normally been hanging out with her boyfriend most of the day while she can before school starts up. So I've just had the house to myself all week. It'll Plus be nice you had to fix said child's computer well, as well, not, right? I attempted to. It's still busted. Yeah, the computer, that was my old computer that I used to podcast with before I bought built a new one a year and a half ago. When he moved it to his new place... And it would turn on and then shut off itself right away. And then, like, five seconds later, it would go, again. It would do that, like, ten times before it finally stopped. We go, okay, well, let's swap out the power supply. That didn't fix it. So I don't even know where to look anymore. It was short somewhere. It just misses you. It just misses you. It misses home. It wants to be there. It's it's kind of like the dog, you know, you're trying to take it to the vet. So it just lays down. You gotta drag it by the collar. So, which means I might end up giving him my other computer that I didn't want to give him. Because I mainly That's, also don't want to pay to fix a nine-year-old computer. You see there, guys? You see what that is? That's a good dad right there. That's good, a good dad moment. Bravo, sir. I'd just be like, sorry, you're out of luck. Well, that other computer that I didn't want to give him is the main computer he used here anyway. So, all of his crap's on it. Well, maybe it all works out better in the end. Speaking of uh, working out better in the end, Gary Gray, who is once again in a different place and now with more lights. How are you? It's been a week of Ikea meatballs and flat pack furniture all around. So, yeah, I've been dadding very hard as well. <laughs> I love those meatballs. They're really good. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, I've been building a lot of flatback furniture and stuff like that, and uh, it's it's the season of birthdays, so long everyone's of, long ago in days of yore, it all began with a god named Thor. Uh, he, he named Meatballs. <laughs> if it, it's it's a song from I don't from know that. if all IKEAs everywhere are the same, which I, I, maybe they are. You know, they have just like the if you if you've never been to an IKEA. There's a cafeteria right at the middle, right? And like ours, ours isn't in the middle. It's near the end. So I guess it's well, ours, ours is like the one that's closest to me is two hours away, and it's in the middle. Like you go through the little, you know, like halfway through the journey, you emerge in the cafeteria. 
and their food has no right to be good, but it is <laughs> like, I'm I, like, I did not go in a furniture store thinking like, Hey, I'm going to have some really good chicken strips here in just a minute, you know, but I did. And then they sell these really tall cans of carbonated apple juice. Do you have those over there, Gary? Okay. So it's already sending different from the chicken strips. We have alcohol. Well, <laughs> yeah, a, I mean, we don't, that did not happen in our Ikea. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, but they have these like, it's like apple cider in, in really big cans. Yeah, we we really? have the we have the alcoholic apple cider in big cans. Oh yeah, see they take they take that out over here. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> so you've got a new desk, you got a new like let's 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 say you got a new desk, you got a new light, you got a new PC. Yeah, that's it. Sorted for Nintendo dads now. Yeah, you, the man, that's awesome. Good for you. And hopefully now, Gary was telling us earlier before the show that he had an accident at work, and maybe you'll get a new side. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So well, maybe you'll be like the Bionic Man next time yeah. on next week's show. I, I think the biggest difference. I, I think the biggest difference in IKEA is you don't get the same moms that we do, who uh, kids run off and they go, "Hey, Dara, get here now!" I don't think you have that in yours, but that, that's something that comes especially for the Birmingham area. Now over here, it's like if you don't get back over here right now, I'm gonna beat you like a dog. <laughs> oh, so they're pretty close to <laughs> Yeah, just, just different it's accents. Just a, it's just a difference in accent. That's basically. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a difference in accent, all the way from Minnesota, it's Tim Off <laughs> or not? How are you, Tim? I'm. I'm. One, I'm getting up to go to Ikea to eat some food. And two, I'm getting up to leave because of you keep mentioning Minnesota. That's <laughs> where you live. I don't know why you get upset about it every time. Yes, okay. I live in Minnesota. That's where I live. Yep. Just like I live in Texas, right? Just just next door to the Mega Dads. That's where I live. Right, right. Well, that's a good place to be. How, hey, how are you? I am doing great. You put up a video this week on our YouTube channel of some preliminary footage of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yep. You've been playing through that, and uh, this would probably be a good place to announce. We are doing um, uh, the first of a, of a small series of shows, and there'll be audio and video. Uh, they'll be released first to patrons and then uh, on our channel later on uh, about Fire Emblem, right? Uh, because it's we, like we – wanted to do a show about it. And one of the things we're going to try to do is start trying to do little mini shows and, and kind of things like that on all major releases that come to the switch. But then we dove into fire emblem three houses and we realized there's no way that we can talk about this game because it's so massive. Like we can't talk about it in one show. Right. Right. So uh, we're going to be doing a series of, of different things with fire emblem. And uh, I think, uh, Gary, I know you're playing a little bit. I think it's safe to say we all three pretty much like it, right? Yes. Yeah. So well, that was um, that oozed with confidence. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I, I like it enough to keep going back to it, which is not like Fire Emblem. I know a lot of people love Fire Emblem Awakening. I had to force myself to play that game. I was like, I've spent money on this. I'm going to play it. Dang it. I want to keep but playing. That's how, yeah, I want to keep playing. So uh, <laughs> watch for a uh, little mini-sode about Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, coming to your podcast device and our YouTube channel early next week, unless you're a patron, and then it'll be coming to you this weekend, right? 
Yeah, I think Jesse, we'll, when I'll, put, we... I'll, I'll put the audio up on the patron feed you know, just tonight before I go to bed. So it'll be up there in the yeah. morning. Awesome. Uh, and then it'll be put for everybody in the regular feed Monday morning. And we'll put the YouTube video up Monday morning. Little little patron bonus. And we lost Gary already. Hope we didn't blue screen. Uh oh. <laughs> little patron bonus. Uh well while Gary's uh booting back up there and uh joining us in the land of podcasts, let's dive right into our news, shall we? Hey Tim. Yes, sir. Who's our news brought to us by? Our Patreons. That is right. All of our Patreons. The oh, okay. over there on the Patreon. See, they're over there hiding in their hidey holes, getting out their dollars <laughs> and their five dollar little bills, sending them all the way through the internet tubes, baby, straight over to us and helping us make that Nintendo dad's plunder. Yes, you know Dusty Roads. Yes, Dusty Roads. Yeah, see, uh, <laughs> we are so thankful for our patrons. Uh, in each and every way, and of course, you've already heard how patrons are getting early access to our Fire Emblem Three Heroes or Three Houses content. Three Heroes, it could be because it's me and Tim and Gary. Uh, Nintendo Dad's Three Houses. <laughs> Nintendo Dad's Three Houses content, right? So, and and it's cool because little spoiler alert here: each one of us picked a different house, right? So you're going to get to hear about all those different nuances through the game and different things like that. But also you get access to our Discord server, and we would love to uh, converse with you on a daily basis. We've had new people joining up uh, this week, and we have some new patrons that uh, I am about to talk about here in just a minute when the screen comes up like it's supposed to. Um, but Tim is our community manager over at Discord there and Patreon, and he's like been helping people get hooked up and get into the server that – we're having problems and doing all kinds of stuff. And we, uh, we owe a lot to him. And so we're thankful for that. Uh, and we're thankful for you, whether you're at a dollar level, the $5, the $10, the $15 or the $30 level, we are, um, we're thankful for your patronage and there's some really cool stuff coming up. And I know like I say this all the time, like I can't talk about it. I really can't talk about it because Justin Masson would stomp down from Canada and he would kill me if I told you about this stuff, but it is really cool. It involves other podcasts. It involves extra life. That's all I'm going to say. So it'll be really cool. And, uh, we want to thank, um, you know, brand new patrons. Um, I think Andrew Stewart is our newest patron and we're thankful for him. And we're thankful for him being a patron of the show. And there's other people who have upped their pledges and done all kinds of stuff. Like we talked about Mole last week. He updated his pledge. And you know what didn't happen this this time? Mole didn't win Monthly Mayhem. <laughs> I saw that. Which I think is one of the seals of the apocalypse. Like this, we're unrolling the scrolls. This is one of them. Uh, and I mean, really, I say that because Mole is awesome. Like I, I had to play Mole in the Smash Brothers tournament. And I wish I... Had not had to do that uh, because I would have gotten a lot further. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's going on over. So you can hop on over to Nintendo Dads. I'm sorry. You can go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and become a patron of the show. And you can also check out our brand new website. That's nintendodads.org. And it's got everything over there, like our tweets, our YouTube, our uh, link to our Patreon. There's a store over there. There's podcast feed. 
go crazy. Go to nintendodads.org and, and check that out. Uh, so let's just dive straight into the news. Gary's back with us. Yay, we're glad you're back, Gary. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, biggest news, of course, is that Pokemon dropped a, uh, a brand new two-minute trailer about different uh, things that are coming in the game as well as teasing the fact that we are, as of this week and now a little bit further, but kind of on the day that the news dropped, we were 100 days away from the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield, which marks the first time a mainline Pokemon game has come to a home console. Yes. Are we still excited about Pokemon Sword and Shield before we talk about this? I am. Of course you are. Because you love the Pokemon. Yes. I'm looking forward to it as long as I finish Fire Emblem in time. (laughs) We've got 98 days left. (laughs) Tim's going to be like uh, Majora's Mask, Dawn of the Last Days, furiously playing Fire Emblem. Just an hour and a half to do it. I've got the double pack. Right on here in the show, too. Against against my will, or against my better judgment, because I never finished a Pokemon game. I've ordered the double pack. My son's getting Pokemon Sword. I'm getting Pokemon Shield because Shield Dog is better than Sword Dog. Fight me. Um, I don't care. (laughs) And I refuse to call them. I refuse to call them those dumb names, Zacian and Zamazenta. He's he's Shield Dog, and that's I'm going to name him. That's going to be my Shield Doge. Is going to be his name. Shield Doge. Uh, So Gary, you are you going to get Pokemon? Um, not really so much to be to be completely truthful. It's a series that uh, I used to really love. I've just fell off it lately because I've uh, been discovering other RPGs a little bit. And that's nothing to say that, that the quality's changed too much or anything like that. It's just it's just a thing that um, I, I'm not really into so much anymore. Gotcha. So I, I like some of the stuff that they've included, and others not so much. Uh, I I liked Pokemon when it was uh, sort of a bit more minimal. So I liked Black and White when it went back to Roots, only 150 Pokemon. And I felt like having a smaller cast of characters that you're restricted to was better. So the news of not having a National Dex in this is actually something that I'm probably the only person on the planet that likes. Um, I'm so, cool with it. Yeah, the, the, you know, so, some of the news which is upsetting other people is actually making me want want it a little bit more but uh as for now i'm i wouldn't say excited but i am looking forward to seeing what it's like when it comes out yeah okay so uh let's dive right into this news and we'll we'll hit it point by point and, and talk about this uh basically the overview of the video is that new pokemon were revealed uh as well as some returning pokemon with galarian forms as well as um, a new evolution and new rivals also, not discussed in the video that was was released in the West, but uh, was discussed in a video that was released uh, in Japan and uh, on the website are Pokejobs, and we'll get to that eventually as well. Well, let's talk about these brand new Pokemon or new-esque Pokemon. The first one to be revealed was probably the most dapper Pokemon uh, of them all, and that is Galarian Weezing. Uh, which is a form of wheezing in which the, it appears to be wearing a top hat that is spewing clouds 
and the Weezings have toxic smoke facial hair. Uh, this is one of the best, uh, quote me on this, is one of the best Pokemon designs ever. Uh, you know what's interesting about this is sometimes when they when they do a dumb air quotes design to other people like the keys and the ice cream and stuff people people get angry then all of a sudden you have something that's equally as silly like this and people love it yeah and i mean this is basically the london smog pokemon right it's the dirty industrial um the story is is that wheezing uses his powers to take in polluted air and exude clean air Fresh air. So he's doing everybody a favor. He's cleaning up the environment. He's a gentleman. This, this is where I wish Pokemon actually really talked, though, because because he looked like he'd have the, the poshest London accent. Like, oh, <laughs> hi, chaps. The Hello, thing is, is that doing? they miss the opportunity to have a monocle yeah, on this. Gaijin you know? Goomba post put a tweet says, hey, Game Freak, I fixed it for you, and gave, him, gave both, both yes. heads a monocle, one in the right eye, one in the left eye. He or also he looks like one of those, like, very proper gentleman that, like, when offended, would go, <laughs> you know, like, if he doesn't do that when you kill it in the game, you've missed an opportunity, yeah. you know. Um, the memes that have already come out of Galarian wheezing are are worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. I tried yeah. getting up an image onto, the, onto YouTube, but for some reason... That didn't work. So sorry, it didn't work. You That's okay. White That's okay. Just that. imagine wheezing with a top hat and a beard. <laughs> and, Remember and the, the very... oh sir games that we. Oh sir, <laughs> I think you have failed my Pokemon. I, I don't know. Anyway, up next, uh, they showed off uh, a new a Galarian version of Zigzagoon, which is the Pokemon no one asked for. Uh, it is now a dark and normal type. Uh, it looks basically like the original with a black and white coloring and red eyes. We'll circle back to that coloring here in just a minute. Uh, it evolves into Linoon, uh, which is also a dark and normal type. Uh, but it looks basically, it's a long, <laughs> it looks like they took Zigzagoon and stretched it out like Taffy. Um, it looks a little more evil. Yeah, um, like Zigzagoon was literally just looks like a color swap with no model change, but Lanoon Lin- yeah. does have a model change in the face. From there, they introduced a new evolution, Obstagoon, uh, who evolves from Galarian Lanoon. Uh, and he is also a dark normal type. He's called the blocking Pokemon. Uh, he's bipedal. He also bears a striking resemblance to Gene Simmons from Kiss. Uh, tongue and everything, which I, I thought was awesome. And then they wait until all of this has been revealed to reveal my spirit animal Pokemon. You know, I, I tweeted about this after the, the, you know, watching the video that like I, because I've not ever been close to the Pokemon franchise, like some people have a Pokemon that they like really identify with and they want to catch that one in every game And that's like they get plushes of it or they get a tattoo of it or that's their thing. I've never had one of those. Like, I like Pikachu. He's okay. I like Squirtle. He's cute. More Pico, though. More Pico. This is is me in Pokemon form. I'm just telling you guys. So uh, he's an electric dark type um, hamster Pokemon who uh, looked at, at, like, as soon as they showed it, I was like, "Hmm, that looks like Pikachu. 
but uh, he has a, an electric type attack called Aura Wheel, in which he runs on a on a like a projection of a hamster wheel, and it shoots out at the enemy. Now that's in his happy mode, which is also called full belly mode, which I can identify with. Right? Roger's already planning on naming him him Hamtaro. Ham. Yes, that's a perfect name for him. Because <laughs> uh, Roger na- names all of his Pokemon in his primary there, party. There is also another side of this Pokemon where he, uh, his eyes turn red and he gains this evil grin and he turns purple and black. And that is not full belly mode. That is hangry mode. <laughs> yes. And when the Pokemon goes into hangry mode, the R wheel attack switches from an electric type attack to a dark type attack and it looks to have uh, a different animation it looks like there may be additional attacks uh added during hangry mode as well but it looks like it's one of those things like where it goes into hangry mode and you use its power and then it gets happy again yeah i don't know so if they they'll really, switch a return or yeah they didn't really return. explain how more pico works but i was like this is my life i'm in hangry mode i get food i go into full belly mode i'm happy so I'm run on my hamster wheel. This is a closer to a new Josh and the Giant game we're going to get. So enjoy this. Because <laughs> he was pretty much the same. He turns angry, kills a few villagers, and then he's like, oh, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm happy now. <laughs> right. Uh, also revealed in this video, new rivals, uh, Beady uh, or Bede. Bede. We'll find out. How would you pronounce that? I would pronounce Gary's shaking Bede. his head at us. So I'm, I'm feeling like we're we're messing up. Bebe, I'd say. Bebe. He is a kind of a, a smug looking kid, like a he thinks he's better than you. Yeah, I think there's also is, I think this is going to be the jerk rival that we've been wanting for the last two generations, like Blue used to be. I, yeah, I hope so. Also introduced is Marnie, who is a uh, kind of a punk looking girl in leather. And along with her comes the team for this game, which also has the stupidest name for a team ever in Pokemon, Team Yell. They're described <laughs> as Marnie's wild fans. They dress in leather with purple hair, purple and black makeup, and they have um, megaphones or like these horns, like the, what do you call those that they play? Yeah. Because I have it really in the notes. soccer matches, right? <laughs> um and there's this scene where she's about to throw a Pokeball and there's like one of her fans in the back holding a poster of her up. And it's the only one, like it's the only fan there. <laughs> it was like, yeah. okay, so if they play it for comedy relief, I get it. Yeah. I think this is like the commentary on uh toxic fandom. I, I don't know about you guys, but Yell over here is uh, the directory inquiry book that you get through the post with everybody's phone numbers in. So Team Yell to me just sounds like a team of people who go around and go, look, if you want to know the, the, the postcode and number of McDonald's and Mary Hill, well, <laughs> here it is. 913, <laughs> blah, blah, so blah. So here in, here in America, that would be Team Yellow Pages. Yeah, it's the Yellow yes. Pages. It's just abbreviated to Yell here. Yeah, it, that's amazing. It's like, would Team Shout be a better, you know? I, I just figured it'd probably be a lot of, uh, you know, those IKEA moms we were talking about earlier? 
You better get over here right now. Quit playing with them Pokemon. Bring it to bring your sexy girl back here, otherwise you'll be in trouble. <laughs> Yako Warner in the chat uh, asks if the if the Morpico is eating several Alcremies to get to not be hungry anymore. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, I'm I'm wondering how that's going to work. Like I'm hoping it's not like you have to like equip him with a berry or something that he eats and then he gets full belly mode again. Because all I have that a feeling he's going to have to consume it. Yeah, all that stuff. It, it that's that's a layer. I'm like Gary. That's a layer of Pokemon I don't want. I don't want all of that having to hold a berry to evolve and blah blah blah. I just I just want you know Pokemon's basically. Illegal cockfighting, right? It's it's illegal animal fights, made legal, and everybody just goes, "Oh yeah, it's Pokemon." Children are wandering around in fields with their fighting animals. It's totally fine. Would you totally rather? Cool. Would you rather have battle tops because that's a thing in Japan with Bakugan? Yes. No. No. You know. Uh, yeah, one of those. <laughs> Beyblade. Beyblade. That's it. Beyblade. That's what my son's and into now, Beyblade. My son got into that for like five minutes until I looked at him and I said, son, that is a top. And we are not buying any more of those. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what is that? Blades. Yeah. I was like, all it is is dropping a top into a plastic bowl. Stop it. Oh, you haven't you haven't lived, Marty, until you played Beyblades properly. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, especially especially as a dad when you like make them go as fast as they can and then they literally blow up as soon as they hit the other one. <laughs> and pieces yeah. go everywhere. Oh no, they really do. It's amazing. It like, so so it's like the anime. Eye. Yeah. Or if you do some modifications, you know. It it yeah, I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> anyway, we should get on to uh, back yeah. to being Nintendo no, dance. Yeah, no, no bay boy dance. <laughs> also, uh like we mentioned earlier. Um, well, let's just stop right here because we the Poke Jobs thing was not mentioned in the video. The video closes out kind of with the team yell news and basically leaves it at that. Um, do any of these, like if you're on the fence or have you heard of people being on the fence? Is it like this slow trickle of information? Like we're August now, right? The game comes out in November. We're three months out. We still haven't seen second second form evolution of starters, but we've seen an evolution of Zigzagoon. And um, it's final. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, do th does any of this news do anything for you? Does it make you more hyped up about the game? Um, is there anything that stuck out to you? Like, oh, man, that's really cool. I know a lot of people that I raid with, they, they are kind of excited to see what uh, uh, Obstagoon can do. They, they, they're looking forward to seeing new evolutions of older Pokemon. Okay. Nothing here really got me any more hyped than I already am. Yeah. When Roger saw that Galarian wheezing, he immediately just stopped the video and went, what? <laughs> so it was fun watching him, watching his reactions. Okay. Anybody yeah. else? I, I I like the stereo. I like the stereotype of, of the uh, wheezing. I, I really do. Like, I I really like the you know the fact they're leaning into the area again, like they did with uh, Sun and Moon. Um, I want to see more of that. 
I want to see more stereotyping, you know, more like plain British sort of uh, well, dumbness, I suppose you could call it. Uh, I don't know about increasing hype levels at all. Um, I think it's a better... You know, they trickle things out until launch. They always do. They, they, there's not much left of the game that will surprise you by the time the game comes out. They did it with the last couple of Pokemon. They did it with Smash. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of spoiling the game like that. We've basically shown pretty much every character that's going to be in. But that's the way that the world is now, because if you don't know, the internet will definitely tell you. So it's better to have it controlled. Um, but it will be interesting to see what, what else comes out, and especially with the starters evolving and stuff like that. My thoughts are, when they do, they'll probably announce the, the starters of Final Evolution stage like two weeks before release. And at the same time, they'll announce one of them will be Smash DLC. Mm-hmm. Similar to like, mm. Incineroar in last, in, and uh, Greninja in the previous games. Oh, I will bet so much money that it's not going to be. Yeah, because it took a long time for Incineroar to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's uh, probably going to be a Christmas game. Uh, the only reason why I didn't pre-order it, pre-order it like I did, say, Sun and Moon, was because... With Sun and Moon, when I ordered the dual copies, I got the Steelbook. But for here in the U.S., we don't get the Steelbook. So there's no incentive for me to go rush out and go get it. I'll just hold off and wait, maybe just ask for it for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Like, watching it with my son was a unique perspective. He was super hype about all the Pokemon. Uh, He is. There's not been one new Pokemon, like, new region type or new to this game Pokemon that's been announced that he's not going, wow, that looks really cool. Except maybe the rock one. The, um, and I can't think of what its name is at this point. Shoot. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the coal Pokemon. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up again. Yeah. It, I can't, he did not, he, he just was like, that's a rock. <laughs> uh, he didn't really care for that, but he like Corvinite. Roly Coley. Coley. That's it. But, uh, Yamper, he really liked, and the wheezing, he thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting Yamper up. to have an evolution. Cause... Uh, I would I would definitely bet that Yamper's going to have an evolution. Uh, with, with Zigzagoon having this final evolution, it makes me wonder if there are going to be some other older Pokemon who have, like, I'm like your raid group, uh, you know, like maybe older Pokemon who haven't had that third and final evolution yet. That maybe they'll have more. like three, two or three of them every, every, generation throwing in a new one then a gen and, four, and i'm still gen wondering four had a bunch of them you know one of the things too that that they talked about was the mel metal connection to this story right and i you know that's got to come in at some point because i feel like it's not just going to be like some little throwaway thing i feel like it's going to be personally what i think it's going to be is that mel metals and meltans or whatever equal parts for you to be able to make certain pokemon armored so kind of like a Zygarde thing where you collect yeah. pieces to make a, a larger, more stronger piece. Well, yeah, but I mean, I like that. if you have so many, if you have so many Meltans or so many Melmetals, yeah, you then like you can 50, make armor 50 Meltans to armor someone up or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I'm pretty excited for this game, so don't get me wrong about that. It's just, you know, with all the games that are coming out, I can only focus on so much at one time. So for me, it's like, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure my kids are going to want it and it's probably going to be a Christmas game for them. So I won't, I won't be playing it personally on, uh, when it releases, it'll probably be a later game for me and my kids. Unless something spectacular happens that changes my mind. <laughs> well, at this point, as we get ready to wrap this up, my question is, do we want to talk leaks? Um, because there are things that were leaked that were confirmed because of this trailer in the leak. And then there's things that weren't seen in the trailer that were from the same leak. Let's wait on that. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, because it does relate to more evolutions and different things like that. It's out there if you'd like to see it. Courtesy of Newsweek. Which is weird. That is a weird source. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Yeah. Well, um, a, a, a quick, I'll do a quick comment about Poker Jobs. It's uh, if you played, oh, Zeno, if you played Xenoblade Chronicles Two, it's kind of like that where you let your what do they call them? Blades. You let your blades go and do something, and they come back and they get a reward. That sounds like what this is. You can, you know, it's a way to gain XP on Pokemon you're not using in your party and possibly some items too. I think that's wonderful because it's hard. It, it may be easier to catch them all. It's hard to train them all. True. Mm -hmm. So there you go. And it's, it's a lot better than setting them up at the Pokemon daycare and then forgetting where that is. Yeah, right. You know, and, and then like, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm actually surprised by that, that it took so long for Pokemon to have a sort of um, like an, another version of experience share where every Pokemon, even in the boxes, gets something. Is that not a thing at the minute then? No, ex experience share currently, or at least in the previous versions, you know, just shared XP to those in your party and not, not in your boxes. I think the Poke Jobs will affect. The, the ones you choose to send on jobs, it won't. It still won't affect the entire box. Like there's an example of we're construction people needing strong Pokemon, so okay, give him your Machamp for a while, and then he'll come back with XP and, and maybe items. And then, the, unlike you know, in the past, where you mentioned the daycare, where there is one and only one, and if you forget where it is, you know, you're kind of screwed. Here, there's going to be a, a modified Rotom, or called Rotomi, in in every or most Pokemon centers. Good deal. Well, let's let's uh, shift gears here and let's talk about a few more smaller news items. Cadence of Hyrule uh, that released a few months ago, uh, exclusively for the Switch, which is the uh, kind of pseudo Crypt of the Necrodancer sequel or side project, if you want to call it that, since it's music-related, now has a demo available on the Switch. So if you've been hesitant to pull the trigger and don't know what that would be like, it is, of course, an offshoot of the Crypt of the Necrodancer series, which is a music-based, a rhythm-based roguelike. Uh, however, the um, the Cadence of Hyrule version is a little... Uh-oh, he just locked up a bit. Yeah. So yeah. that is something I'm going to look out 15 for. 15 seconds, Marty. You hung up and came oh, back. Sorry about that. 
So what I was saying was is that uh, it will allow you to play up until you beat one of the four bosses uh, in Cadence of Hyrule. It has Zelda-themed music. Uh, there's really not a reason to not go download the demo. So you may want to go check that out if you've been on the fence about Cadence well, about of Hyrule. I the game and never even got that far. So <laughs> there you uh, go. It's incredible. It's really, yeah, it really is. It's really, it's, it's really good. Uh, and so with a demo out, you, you owe it to yourself to at least try it and see if you like it. Um, also, the Nintendo Switch revision that we talked about a few weeks ago on the show, which was supposed to up battery life, is available now around the world. Uh, of course, your mileage may vary on that, but it does come in that new, uh, more red box. <laughs> That's the only way I know to describe it. It's very red, um, and it has a different design, so it's very easy to pick out, especially if you're in a Walmart or Target or Best Buy or somewhere where they have their consoles in plain view that you can see. Uh, but YouTube videos and, and YouTubers and people tearing down the console in general have found out that better battery life may not be all that is uh, that is different uh, with the Switch. And so uh, we want to say before we get into this that credit to about this goes to Spawnwave uh, as well as uh, who was the other guy? The video that you watched, uh, Gary, Kevin I believe. Kenson. <laughs> Kevin Kinson. Yeah. Right. So Kevin. And uh, Kevin Kinson and Spawn Waver are the ones who kind of came up with uh, all of these findings. Uh, Kevin especially found out a ton of stuff about it. Uh, compared to the 2017 model, the 2019 Switch has a brighter screen. It is 318 nits compared to 291 nits. Uh, the standard is the higher the better. So uh, it's you know almost 20 nits uh, brighter. Uh, the 19 model also is closer to true colors. It is sitting at 6,757 Kelvins compared to 7,400 Kelvins in the 17 model switch. The closer you get to 6,500, the better. And so it, you'll see it's very close there. The 19 model does uh, did have, and they used this, uh, Kevin used Breath of the Wild to test this. It had an extra hour of gameplay, and he had 12% more battery life while playing Breath of the Wild. It also ran cooler uh, in handheld and in docked mode, but both versions ran and loaded the games at the same speed. However, the interesting thing that he found when he tore down the Joy-Cons is that the 19 model uses a different model number, not for the Joy-Cons, but for the analog sticks themselves, which he suggests is possibly a draft issue fix. Spawnwave, on his teardown of the brand new Switch, also found that in the left Joy-Con, the antenna has been moved to the bottom of the Joy-Con, which is the fix he's been doing to his own Joy-Cons since the very beginning, uh, which he pointed out. It's like, hey, they're doing exactly what I've been doing all this time. So, again, potential fixes to the left Joy-Con, um, and it looks like uh, drift may be being fixed as well, which leaves us a little bit of hope for the uh, upcoming color revisions of Joy-Con as well. Um, guys, does this get, like, what do you think about this? So for me, it's, it's what I wanted. Like when, when the rumors was coming out for a switch Lite and switch pro, um, I was perfectly happy just taking the switch and fixing the problems with it. And to me, the problems are the Joy-Cons. I've sent five off to Nintendo for repair. That's, that's, that's the extent of the issue for me. Um, the fact that you really can't play it outside, which Kevin, uh, Kevin's video suggests that it's going to be more playable in sunlight. 
and uh, the battery life and storage were never an issue for me. Uh, but just the build quality altogether and the problems with them warping and cracking because mine's a little bit warped. It's not bad. It's not It's not the, the horror story that other people say. But the, the heat generated does kind of worry me a little bit. And so as soon as it starts getting hot, I just shut it off for a bit. Um, so it looks like everything that I've kind of wanted to be fixed is on the way. Uh, the Joy-Con drift is one that's a little bit of an issue still with this model by the look of it because... Even though it's a different model stick, they found that the basically it's a rubbing part which causes the drift. It, it's it's a plate that rubs on a, a strip, and that still rips up a little bit, which is what was causing the drift originally. Um, so if if the drift's completely sorted, then I'm much happier. And the other issue that I always found was uh, I used to hide my switch behind the TV away from my daughter because she was young. And the Joy-Cons wouldn't work because their their range is terrible, basically. So moving the antenna might have solved that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 happy with this. Will I replace my switch that I've got at the minute? No, not not at all. But it's a really good fix for people who who are just getting it because they might not have the same issues that we've had. Yeah, I've been telling people that if that. If saying I'm interested in this switch, would you recommend it? I'm like, hell yeah, but watch out, get one with the red box versus the old box because it'll be mm. a better model. If it, yeah, you know, it'll be it's a personal decision whether you choose to upgrade. To me, no, I don't think it's that's worth. It's not worth it to me. For me, I think it it helps explain why we haven't been seeing any more of the. Uh, color variations or the limited editions as much as we or at least i thought or would expect since last year or at least you know what since launch i guess you know we had only a couple of them and only a few colors and then all of a sudden it just stopped so that to me this to me explains why it stopped because they were addressing these issues addressing their fixes and now I think if it, if it is truly addressing these issues that they were running into, I think we'll start seeing more and more variations. So here's my dilemma on this. My daughter wants a Nintendo Switch Lite. Actually, she's been asking for a Switch, period. Yeah. And when the Lite was revealed and I showed her the turquoise one, which is her favorite color, she immediately was like, I want that, right? But here's the opposite end of that. I think that I, I'm stuck is what I'm trying to say. I'm stuck between do I buy the Switch Lite or do I give her my old Switch and buy one of these new ones for me? Uh, I see, yeah. It's a $100 difference. Is it worth a hundred dollars difference for me to just go ahead and get the revision. I'd say yes. if you're going to buy one or the other anyway, I'd say, yeah, then it would be worth it to go the extra mile. Because the thing is, is like we were talking about today and I was like, if, if I have the opportunity to get a switch light, do you really want one? Well, what she doesn't know is I pre-ordered one from Amazon. Mm -hmm. I but have Marty the turquoise one pre-ordered. Marty, you still may have to buy another set of Joy-Cons. So it's still going to be another $80. We have 
40, we have four sets of Joy-Cons. Okay. The, I do. My I, son no has worry two of sets of Joy-Cons. I think the value comes in the dock more than the Joy-Cons, personally. Having that second dock is is something that, that works out expensive if you buy that separately. Um, if you don't need it, then I, I don't think the extra 100 is going to be worth it if it's, if it's for um, someone who probably won't play on TV. Yeah, she's, I mean, the most she ever plays the Switch on TV is to play Just Dance. Oh, if she's just Just Dance fan, that changes everything. Then I would I would spend the 100 <laughs> And mm-hmm. she's going to want, like, she wants, what, I, what would really blow her mind is if I was able to get her the, the Tsum Tsum version from Japan. Because yeah. she loved, like, as soon as that game came up during that Nintendo Direct, she's like, we're buying that. I was like, maybe with your money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but she's all about Disney and Tsum Tsums. And, uh, but Plus like, she likes this, playing that Labo game. I mean, it's been a while. Yes, but yes this whole Labo. information that has leaked about this, I guess, or has been discovered about this, has thrown my whole Switch Lite pre-order situation into turmoil. Because whereas I think the Switch Lite would be perfect for her, because all she really wants to do is play Just Dance and what she calls the dog game, which is the, you know, cats and dogs, the the one we reviewed. Little friends. Her, little friends, that's right. Um, she That's all she wants to play. And she might occasionally, like, play Mario Kart or, or something with us, or you know. But, man, it makes it hard. That makes yeah, it, if it, it makes wasn't a hard for Just Dance, for sounds like, you know, going harder than hell would be fine. But that a game like that, Propped up on a you know a five inch screen, propped up on a thing, and then it's still trying to do your thing. Plus, that would there, be difficult. Let me back up here. So there's no kickstand no. on the uh, on the prop, up, uh, prop. Bring up your own prop. All right, I'm going to Amazon to cancel my pre order. Because <laughs> <laughs> it it does. You guys are right. It makes too much sense. You're to like, Nintendo. You just got another hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Uh, and we're going to be a three switch. Well, listeners say that we've talked them into taking spending money all the time. Now we just did it with you in real time. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so this this is out there. You can ask for it. There is a you know I would just like you can go in GameStop and ask them for the red box switch. They're probably going to know what you're talking about. The switch revision. If they don't know what you're talking about, ask them. Can I see the switch boxes before you sell me one? if you would be interested in these and it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks, if there's going to be uh, any difference in the joy con, which I'm sure now that this has, has leaked that the joy con are different. There's going to be tons of people tearing down those new ones. Uh, you know, when, when they come out, even the yellow one that comes with it to see if those stick numbers are, are different or if that's just a way that they're recycling all of the yellow ones that they threw away the left ones for because they knew they were bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, hey, the truth's out there, guys. Uh, let's talk about this one last news item. August Nintendo Switch Online NES games were announced right before we began to record tonight. They will launch on August 21st. We are getting two brand new games here in the West uh, that will be, oddly, Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom which are two games that were have never been released on virtual console. And I would wager to say very few people 
uh, have heard of Kung Fu Heroes at all. Uh, I think I think this is a sign that they're really coming to the end of the NES now, and that they're struggling to to carry on finding games to release. I think I it's time. I think it's time all, we I need love, the Super Nintendo. I love all of these obscure games: City yeah. Connection, Kung Fu Heroes. I had Kung Fu Heroes as a kid. I'm the only person that I know who ever had that game, and my mom and I would play it because it and it's fun. It was it was like when you were originally like in the days of the NES there were very few games you could play at the same time. That was like a novel concept. Cause I remember double dragon two coming to the super Nintendo or to the NES and being advertised in magazines as the very first simultaneous two player game coming to the NES. Oh, you know, false, so you had like, but... <laughs> it was, I know, I know. Cause there was bubble bubble was out way before that. Mario Brothers. Um, Mario brothers was out way before that, but it was, it was the hype of double dragon two. Right. So, um, double, I mean, like, and I remember we played all those games, Rampage and cause I didn't have any other kids to play with. I was the only child. So we didn't have fights over control or anything like that. It was just what well, we did, but I remember playing Kung Fu Heroes. And so I'm hyped for this, even if nobody else cares about it. Vice Project Doom, I'm also hyped about because it was a late in life addition to the NES library and it was hyped up majorly in Nintendo power. Uh, and never was seen on shelves around where I was because a lot of retailers are already transitioning over to Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo and different things like that. So I, I'm excited about both of these. Japan is also getting its own game. They're not getting Vice Project Doom. They are getting, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this, and I will butcher it. So soundbite for everybody. Downtown Niketsu Koshikyoku Soriyuki Daiundokai, which basically translates to, uh, where was this translation I found not long ago? Uh, let's go to the Great Athletic Meet. Uh, Niketsu Sports Challenge or Great Athletic Meet. It is set in the River City Ransom universe, and it reuses a lot of... Um, a lot of the backgrounds and a lot of the characters from River City Ransom, but basically it is a, um, I guess the only thing I, it's a, it's a competition game. There's running segments where you run through different events. Um, and then there's fighting events. So it's kind of like NES smash brothers in a way. All right. So uh, I, I found that title. I threw it into Google translate and I want to hear how it, they pronounce it. Okay. Sure, okay. Yeah, okay, so, so basically if Marty sat in his chair a bit faster, he'd have got the pronunciation <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I mean, I've got to brush up on my Japanese guys. And none of that okay. has any English translation. So... <laughs> right. So the events in the game are Yumimi Town Cross Country, Obstacle Course... Ball breaking on bars, <laughs> battle royal, uh, fighting for bread, bomb and bomb tag, and there's items like you'll be throwing bombs at people and brass knuckles and dumbbells. So it's, it's. I mean, it's River City Ransom battle mode with running mini games, 
and Japan's getting that one. So if you've downloaded, if you have a Japanese profile, you'll be able to get that one too. And of course, the SP versions that no one will play. But I'm super excited about these two games. I don't care what people say. Like it may be, maybe it is winding down, but I would love for them to be continue to drag out these obscure titles, you know, that dotted the NES landscape that people have forgotten about. I'm oh, still yeah. waiting for, like I'm still waiting for like them to pull out like Mappy Land and all kinds of weirdness like that. I, I really want them to do Earthbound Beginnings. Earthbound Beginnings would be great. This is already translated, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, it's out released there. on Wii U, so it shouldn't be too hard. Ad- to Adventure Island and Adventure Island 2. Adventure Island 3 would be great things there. I don't know why they haven't come over yet. Um, you know you know what I'm really jonesing for, though? The final release on NES Online, Mick Kids. <laughs> it's the month. Is it, no, we're going to hit them with a one-two punch. Mick Kids and Yo Noid. There we go. Well, what about Spot? Seven cool Spot, Spot was never on cool NES. Spot. Wasn't NES? It was, Gen- no, it was Genesis. No, it was an NES version of it. Was it? Oh, was it? There was really? some spot game. It wasn't the adventure. It was more of like a board game, Othello-ish like. But they had something on NES. It was just called Spot. Spot the video game. Yeah. So yeah, why not that too? Let's, let's no. get like Final Fantasy 2 or 3 translated cool. to English and put out there. <laughs> no, Jesse. Spot. <laughs> no, no Final Fantasy. And then I they can release Cool that, Spot. That Square Enix is going to. What, what were you saying, Tim? I'm sorry. I was going to say then they can release Cool Spot for the SNES when they launch the SNES library. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I remember. I owned. I owned that Spot game when I was a kid, and that was. I remember there was a there was a PC game called Seventh Guest. It was just oh, yeah. a bunch of little puzzle games. One of the puzzle games was that game, but I couldn't beat it. So I actually tried setting up, like, I tried using the spot game to play my turns for me from the computer, set it on the hardest difficulty to see if I can cheese it out, but I still lost or ran out of time or something. Here, Here's what I think about your Final Fantasy games. I think Square Enix is going to do a compilation like oh, Mega think... Man Legends, like Castlevania, like Contra. Well, if true, if they, I don't think they'll they'll ever re retranslate like two and three. It'll if they, it'll just be the old GBA and DS ports all over again. Oh but, sure, but yeah, I'd that's, be up that's for that. what I'm thinking. I mean, they'll 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 just be all collected, and they could do that for several things. They could do Final Fantasy Legend. They could do Final Fantasy. They could do. You know, they can have the Chrono Trigger compilation. I was, I was hoping for that poly- polygonal upgrade of six that, you know, they gave it to four and five. Did they give it, do it to five? They did it for three and four. They never did it for six. I was hoping, I was, I was I wanting to do that. Five. I don't know if five ever came out that maybe in Japan, but I don't know if that ever came out here because the and only version of five that we got was on the GBA and then PlayStation. And here's me just sitting, waiting for Crisis Core. <laughs> <laughs> Probably never going to happen, is it? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably not. Uh, Final Fantasy V also went to the PS Vita. Which is just the PS1 version. I don't think they had a new port. 
That's true. Apparently, That's true. it had a game-breaking bug that would lock up the system on a P- when played on a PS3. Well, it is a Vita. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some events as we round out the show. So our events this week are pretty much just Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, and so let's run through these really quick. Team Go Rocket has turned more species of Pokemon into Shadow Pokemon. The following Pokemon can now be caught and purified. It's Poliwag, Grimer, Muck, Drowsy, Hypno, Cubone, Scyther, Magikarp, Houndour, Houndoom, and Ralts. Shadow Pokemon cannot learn Community Day exclusive moves. They have to be purified first before evolving into the final evolution to get the exclusive move. There's also a special gift event that started on August 5th and it goes until the 19th. All eggs received in the gifts will be two kilometer eggs instead of seven kilometer eggs. Will still look like two kilometer eggs, but we'll have the hatch list from the seven egg list just like normal. You'll be able to carry up to 20 gifts in your inventory up from 10. And you'll be able to open 30 gifts per day. Lucky trainers can catch a or can hatch a shiny Bonsley. And community day featuring Turdwig will be on September 15th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Was that intentional? I'm sorry. I totally read that as Turdwig. Turtwig. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. Oh, Turtwig. <laughs> oh, let's move on to what we've been playing quick. Hurry. Hey, Tim, what have you been playing this week? Uh, a couple hours here and there every day of Fire Emblem. I mean, Fire Emblem. And you would think I would gotten really far in the game playing a couple hours every night. But I have not. <laughs> I've only got as far because I've been, I've been trying to explore every nook and cranny of the school uh, and talk to everybody because I heard you're supposed to talk to everybody. And then I find these little things that you can find, you know, little hidden items that you can pick up a little throughout the school grounds. And then I found the Amiibo Gazebo, which is, you know, um, I which agree. Is what it should be called in every game. From it now should on. be. Yes, I agree. That is one of the best names for that. And not, not so I was playing Amiibo around with that. Whatever they called it in Odyssey. <laughs> what was that? What did they call it in Odyssey? Like, I don't un- remember. Uncle something. Uncle Amiibo, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and I know we'll talk about it more in, in our, I guess, special edition. But, uh, yeah, that's that's mainly what I've been playing. I I haven't, not that I can think of, I don't think I've played anything else. Yeah. Other than All the right. game of life. Real life. <laughs> real life. Are you winning not, or losing? Not the board game with the spinner? No, no, the real the real one. <laughs> So that's what gotcha. I've been playing. The, 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 the resolution of you, that man? game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so we are a podcast that's mainly built up of dads, right? So that means that sometimes life gets in the way and we do things, you know, and and especially in busy periods like I get home, my other half goes to work, so it's just me and the daughter. So gaming's normally on the on the short side. 
this week's been a lot of IKEA furniture building and stuff like that on nights and sorting rooms out, rearranging. Probably one of the weeks where I've had the most gaming. <laughs> <laughs> so this has gone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted you to believe. So, so basically, you know, it's hit and miss on week on week whether we get much gaming timing right. Some some weeks we don't play anything. Other times we play a bit more. This week I've been blessed with being able to play a bit more. So I've played Smash Brothers for the first time since Piranha Plant has been included for an hour. Wow, and, that's uh, a while ago. Yeah, and I didn't unlock the entire roster. In fact, I didn't even unlock Cloud, who was my main on Wii U. Uh, really enjoyed it. The internet on it has got a bit better. It's not so laggy, but it's still it's still a little bit laggy in places. But uh, I actually really enjoyed this playthrough of uh, Smash Bros. more more than I've played enjoyed any playthrough since I've owned the game. So I might get back into that a little bit more. On top of that, I played uh, my normal uh, tiny bit of Mario Maker 2. I try to play a little bit every single week just to keep on top of that one. Uh, I also stream it. So um, that's what, that's where the gameplay came from for that. Uh, and Fire Emblem Three Houses, which uh, we'll get through. We'll, we'll talk a bit more on the um, on the other podcast. So if you guys are interested in Fire Emblem Three Houses, then join us on our special podcast for that one because uh, there's no point mentioning it twice. So so head over there if you're interested. Uh, but upon having this clear out that I had, I also found my uh, old Game Boy Advance SP, and in it was a game that I always wanted to play more of, and uh, I booted it up. My file had gone, but I thought, you know what? I'll have a little go of this, and uh, that was Dragon Ball Advance Adventure, which I don't know if you, any of you guys have ever played, but uh, it's basically a Dragon Ball game from the very origins as Kid Goku, and it's basically how can I describe it? It's um, it's double dragon without the double, but there is a dragon I think at some point. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up where you get to play as uh, a young kid with a tail who beats people to death with a stick. What more could you want, huh? And uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's actually a really good game, but uh, yeah, I, I wish I had more time to put to actually finish that one. But uh, I'll try it. after after Fire Emblem. So when I've turned sixty, I'll be able to finally get onto Dragon Ball. Cool, nice. What was that? Uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? Okay, well, okay, well, 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 I'll ask you again after the show. All right, so I'm. Completely different games than everyone else has been playing. <laughs> Big shocker there. So I'm um, almost finished with the Picross Lord of the, Na- the Nazarick. I think I've mentioned that for the last two weeks. Um, I'm literally on the last clip Picross at this point. I think I, it's a 50-part puzzle. So I've, I have like 35 of them left. So this that wasn't as story-ish as I was hoping it would be when I first heard about this. It's more of like you hear a little bit about flashbacks, and again, I never watched. I haven't watched the anime past two episodes, so I'm not sure if these are new lore or just retold lore from the show. I don't know. I might. I might. I don't know if I'll ever find out. But it, if you're a fan of the show, that, that that's out there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'll I'll be finishing that up this weekend. Uh. Some uh, still Picross, but this game this game launched today, and we got a review code thanks to the developer called Picto Quest. They they plug it as Picross with light RPG elements, and 
that's kind of exactly what it is. You know, there's you know no no real story in it, but you know what your there, there's a story, but it's very minimal. Uh, what when you're solving your the puzzles, it'll be things you would normally see in a fantasy environment. You know, swords, shields, monsters, you know, just things like that. And then it introduces, like, you know, instead of just giving you a flat time limit, which sometimes they do in more of a challenge levels, like, you could, like, they'll put you up against, like, an enemy. The enemy will have an active time bar, like like Final Fantasy VI type battle. So if it fills up, it'll attack you and do half a heart of damage. You have three hearts. I don't know what happens if you lose because I haven't ha- I haven't lost yet. And if you make a mistake, you know, you'll also get attacked. So that's that's its way of pe- penalizing you for making mistakes. So and then when you finish a row or a column, you do damage to the monster, which will then cancel its active time gauge. So he has to start over. So if you can constantly, you know relatively quickly fill rows and columns, then you'll never get attacked. You know, it's harder to do earlier on in the larger puzzles. It's because it'll take, take a while before you can get that far. But, you know, near the end, you'll just be finishing rows and columns constantly. And then sometimes they'll, they'll give you two or three monsters that they each will have their own attack gauge. So if you're, gives you something else to look at while you're doing, solving the puzzle. So if you see one getting full, you can hit the L and R button to rotate it to what's in front. So you attack it instead of something else. And then the the monsters each have hit points. If there's only one monster, then it's it, it'll die when you finish the puzzle. If there are three of them, then it, it'll finishing the puzzle will knock all three out. But if you focus on one, then you, you'll knock it out early leaving the other two to just toggle. Or you can keep rotating all three and knock them all out near the end. So you can play it however you want. So far, I've kind of been ignoring the monsters and just brute forcing it in in speed. You know, knowing I'll take a few hits initially, but by the end, I'll I'll just knock them out. Seems to be a shorter game. I've been playing it. I I did a live stream the first hour, and I finished about 30% of the game. At least it, of what it says is thirty percent. So based on that, maybe five or six hour game for ten dollar price, which I think Lord of Nazareth is like is also ten dollars. I've put in over thirty hours and it has over five hundred puzzles. So if you want to pick one or the other, I'd say go with the Nazareth. But again, if you like Trickos, you'll want to play both. Good deal. And. Finally, I'll talk briefly about this because uh, not much to talk about it. DC Universe Online launched on Tuesday. So I downloaded it, the client, and gave it a try. I streamed about... I don't know where you're pointing. But... uh, (laughs) So they... I I streamed it for about two hours. Almost... But I don't think I actually started playing until like well over a half hour in because I spent more time than I should have in the uh, character creator. But so this is basically the same game that launched on PC back in 2010, 2011. 
And so if you've ever played that, it's the same game. I don't know if this is just a Switch only server or if it's also shared with PlayStation players or also shared with PC players. I don't know. But I didn't see people running the same quests that I was doing. So I'm kind of thinking it was a Switch only server. And that because it was day one, it probably had a lot of more people on it than the servers could handle. And there was a whole bunch of bad server lag. So there was multiple times when I'd attack an enemy, the hit point, I would see no damage, I would see a full health bar, but all of a sudden I would then see, I gained, X, I gained XP, and then I'd see damage, 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 and then he dropped. <laughs> so it took a while for the game client to sync up with the server. And, you know, the text was tiny. I was playing it on my 24-inch monitor and still had a hard time watching, reading some of the text. I tried playing it then on the 6-inch handheld screen later that evening, and I'm like, this is unplayable. So if you're going to try this, put it on your big screen. And yeah, I've noticed that whenever even playing like Fire Emblem when I have to read something in yeah, so when I'm playing handheld. That's a problem in a lot of games I have to lately. take my glasses off because <laughs> I don't need them. Yeah, I don't understand what, what the issue with that like... Uh, there was a direct screen comparison between Fire Emblem Awakening or Fire Emblem Emblem Fates and Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's like, why have we gone from a non-HD screen to an HD screen, and now the text is super tiny, and on the non-HD screen, it was super clear. Right. They didn't. They didn't make it responsive. That's all. Right. So just they, a text sizing option would be all that they would need to do. Right. So, you know, for it's an MMO. It if if you like MMOs, you might I think give it a try. It's free to download and play. You will be limited in what you can do unless you pay for their subscription. Uh I I tried choosing a power that I didn't have access to. They wanted me to pay, I think, six bucks for it. So I'm like, okay, let's pick a free one for now, because I'm not willing to pay money. Because on the PC side, I have a lifetime subscription. I paid for it when it was new. So if I ever wanted so I would recommend if you're interested in playing it, I'd just say go download the PC. It's still got a, it's a free-to-play model mm-hmm. on the PC as well. And if you choose to pay for the subscription, it's still the same price, $15 a month or cheaper per month if you buy it in bulk. Is it cross-platform or cross-play be- between PC and Switch? Memberships you know? are not. You know, right, they, I know they, memberships aren't, but I mean, can, I, can when that, you're I, in the universe? I don't know. Right. I haven't been able to figure that out. Okay, I, I did see people with guild tags or league tags, I suppose, in this game. So I, I don't know. So I, it might be cross-server. I, I don't know if there's any way for us to tell. Right. At least well, not until you start grouping and talking to people, which it does support uh, microphone and headset. Similar to Fortnite, I saw that in the settings. Nice. I would presume it would support a USB keyboard for chatting. Okay. I haven't tried it, but now the worst, you know, you can bring up a virtual keyboard which hides everything else because (laughs) it's the standard Switch keyboard. If I wanted to send messages, so that would be ugly. So, So I'd say, you know, give it a try on the Switch to see what get a feel for it. It, uh, but if you really want to put time into it, I'd say go for the PC version. And I'm actually probably going to 
re-download the PC client for myself and get, give that more time on that. Again, just because I already have the, the, the subscription. Yeah. Question. What? Can I be Batman? You cannot be <laughs> Batman. You you can be... You, you create your own hero that's, that can be inspired by existing heroes. Or, you know, you can just literally pick and choose from a menu of things and just cobble together your own thing. But which is what I do. You know, the yeah. actual DC characters, heroes, and villains are characters in the game. So I picked... I'll be bad human. So I picked the villain side because I was a hero side when I first when I played it eight years ago. So you team up with Lex Luthor to break out of Brain. Basically, Brainiac is the big bad that is everyone's against. The heroes are against the villains, but everyone's against Brainiac. So, so you know Lex Luthor, you team up with you team up with Parasite in the in the first uh, quest arc. And at the end of the first quest arc, you fight Power Girl. So, you know, these are the characters as they were before New 52. So keep that in mind, because I don't even know if Power Girl is a thing today. But uh, old school DC. Yeah. these. Yeah. I remember I remember when when I was first playing the game, uh, they said that the Flash was Barry Allen. And I, I didn't know that he was back in continuity. because. I, I thought he, you know, because he, from history is, he died in the 80s from Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then Wally West became the Flash, and he was the Flash all through the 90s, and, you know, into into early 2000s. Apparently, there was a Flash Rebirth event in the early 2000s that brought Barry back, and he didn't die, he was just trapped in the Speed Force. Of course. Of course. (laughs) As as one is right, yeah. And of course, I hate it when that happens. All right, well, thanks. and then with the new fifty two messing things up, and then re, re, DC Rebirth messing things up, we now have Barry, Wally, and Wallace. <laughs> this confusing. Well, don't even get into Marvel's crazy continuity too. Well, I mean, there's you know, at least they didn't make their one major character a clone for ten, you know, ten thousand years or however long he's living in a smokestack like spider-man i don't dude that whole jackal saga was the clone saga was awful awful writing right i have different versions of me too you know so it's like i have tim timmy and timothy you know so hey and tim from minnesota (laughs) and tim Uh, from minnesota right that's the black Uh, sheep of the family I'm just going to talk about one game uh because we are going to talk about fire fire emblem three houses on another show uh, I've been playing Pandemic this week, which is a uh, digital version of the Z-Man Games board game Pandemic, which has been a huge hit. Uh, it is uh, basically a cooperative board game, whereas in most board games, you're trying to be the one to end the game with the highest score, with the most points or the most territory controlled, blah, 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 blah. In Pandemic, your job is to work with other players around the table to save the world from a virus outbreak of four different colors. And so you, you are basically flying or traveling around the globe, removing virus cubes from different places before outbreaks can happen. That will then cause the disease to spread to other areas that could then cause other outbreaks. It's an incredibly well designed game. 
it's an incredibly hard game if you don't know what you're doing because everybody has a certain role that affects the game in a certain way. Uh, like I, I played the other day as the medic, and the medic can, when he moves into a certain city, he can remove all three disease cubes instead of just one uh, because each turn you only get four actions, and that includes your movement as well. So you have to be very strategic and talk to other people. Uh, I've played Pandemic for a long time, the board game version, the dice game version, the legacy version that we've played both seasons of that have been available. Um, I can tell you that this is an incredibly fateful and easy to play and well-made version of the board game. And so if you love Pandemic or you would just love to try it out uh, without, and maybe you don't have people that you can play the board game with, but they would might play on the te- you know on the switch or whatever without all the setup and teardown, then this is for you. It's twenty bucks, which is a little bit pricey. I think that uh, Asmodee is a little big for their britches in the pricing area when it comes to digital, uh, because this is the third release that they've had. They've released Carcassonne, they've released Catan, now Pandemic. All of them have been twenty bucks. I would love to see sales figures, but I think they could probably sell them better at $14.99 than $19.99. Uh, but there's a ton of options in there. There's training mode for those of you who've not played Pandemic before. Uh, but again, it's top-notch presentation, just like it's been with Katana and Carcassonne. They have done wonders with those games and making them even feel different compared to... Because there's versions on the iPad, right? There's versions for for mobile. But even these versions feel different, as if they've been designed from the ground up. And so it's really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to more. I hope they eventually do Ticket to Ride and others. I know that I think the next one is Lord of the Rings, the living card game. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to that I, one. I've never played that. And that doesn't sound very interesting to me because like deck builder card games like that don't really interest me. But I know there's some people who will will jump at that chance. And so pandemic is out now on the Switch. And I've if you been like thinking about games, this one, but I just have so much other stuff I need to play first. It's it's a cool, like, Jesse, it would be cool, like, if you've got people that you could gather up and play with. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask you, is it, uh, is it good to set up for, instead of setting up the board game, you actually just have a digital version of it yeah. for everybody to gather around and play? Yep, and uh, I believe single Joy-Con play is supported. Uh, I haven't got to spend too much time with it, but... Uh, I would love to see it incorporate some of the expansions. There's a there's a couple of pandemic expansions out. I think three or four now. One of them uh, is has a fifth virus that's incurable, uh, and it also has like a, a bio terrorist that you can play that actually sets that virus off. Um, then there's another one that's in the lab where you can synthesize the cures to the diseases instead of having to get them from cards. Uh, and then there's an animal expansion one too, where it introduces another new virus that's transmitted to animals and it goes worldwide as well. So, uh, just really cool. I mean, it's, it's got a sense of urgency to it. That's unlike a lot of board games that you might play. Cause a lot of times, you know, like you're sitting there waiting for the next person's turn where you're an active participant in everybody's turn in this game, second guessing what they're about to do and plotting strategies and different things like that. How can I get here and give this person this card so that they'll have five of a kind so they could turn it in for the cure, that type of thing. Um, and the goal of the game is to cure all four viruses. Uh, and then once they're cured, you can eradicate them from the map, which makes the game infinitely easier but you still have to cure all four. 
Uh, so really cool game. Um, you can so it's more of a co-op can, game versus a competitive it, game. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the bioterrorist and the expansion, if it's there, adds in the the kind of the the competitive nature. But you know, all four of you are working together in okay. the game. That's to, cool. And you're racing a lot of things. There's a lot of elements. That's one thing that's unique about Pandemic is there's not just one way to lose. There's multiple <laughs> ways to lose, and you have to manage all of them at the same time. Is like, this the if, type of game where you would have your friends come over and play, or do you think you could get your kids to learn how to play it, or is it too complicated for your kids at this time? I think that uh, if you have preteens or teenagers, I think that they're well. It's it's well within their their ability to learn the game. Uh, I'm not so sure for like 12 and under. Okay. Um, it's a game we've not played with my kids yet. Um, but it will be interesting when they get, you know, 12 and 13. Of course, my son's 12, but my daughter's not yet. Um, be interesting to see what it's like when we can play some of those more advanced games. And I may introduce it to them on the Switch first so that they're able to, you know, we're able to talk about it and see it on the screen other than playing it on the table. So that's cool. Um, you know, that, like, but I think you're it's a good to, game, but I think the price you, is steep. Like you can set up a game where she's the player. And you're this kind of coaching her without actually being a player yourself yeah. and kind of That's walk her through the strategies instead of trying to do it as a, as a player and kind of ruin some of the game. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, so yeah, that's pandemic. Uh, let's uh, go to community spotlight. We've got a couple things here this week. <laughs> All right, we've got a tweet from MechaDragon101, and he asks us this. He says, hopefully I'm not too late to put a question in, but I want to know, what do you guys think about Activision pulling the let's add microtransactions right after the reviews already came in trick with Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled? Is it okay to still enjoy the game after this? Well, Who's up? Oh, yeah, you can still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, if, if you bought it, then it doesn't change anything. If you no, didn't uh, yet buy it, I think that's where the problem is. It's because there's, you know, the ESRB starts to have these flavor texts, or they've always had these flavor texts that says, you know, comical violence, uh, uh, partial nudity, you know, there's a whole bunch of things, comical fighting, you know, you know, several things, and they're starting to add microtransactions in that list, because there are, you know. Some people, if they know they have an issue with that type of, if they have a compulsion to do that and want to avoid it, they will want to avoid games that have it. So if it's not on the box, and it's not in reviews because it wasn't there at the time of review, review it's kind of sleazy for them to be throwing it in after the fact. Yeah, well, totally this shady. is Activision that we're talking about, right? I'm totally not saying shady. it's new. I'm saying it's, yeah. but it's still... They've always well, kind of been sleazy. That's what sleazy. But yeah, so that's you know, unless you know they start re re stickering them, <laughs> put warning labels on it, like like yeah. But yeah, you know, Gary, but, what were you gonna say? Uh, I'm I'm in two minds about it because in on one hand, at least it was a full game to start with, and it's an add-on. Now in a later update, but. 
I also share the same opinion as Jesse with like, you know, people have a real problem with gambling and it's kind of something that should have been warned about off the bat. So I mean, I'm really indifferent to it because on one hand, it's good that there's a full game and it's not like you've brought half a game and then you have to buy the microtransactions to unlock the stuff that you really wanted. Um, although now it has turned into that and there's no warning about it. So yeah, I'm really on the fence with that one. If we're talking warning labels, there should have been a warning label on the front that said, warning, you're not buying Mario Kart 8. Put the box down and go buy a good racing game. Shots fired. Just saying. <laughs> I heard it's know? actually a pretty good racing kart game. It's just uh, people tr- do compare it too much to Mario Kart, obviously, because... Right. That you know, it's top of the line. When it was so, when it was new, PS One era, you know, putting it up against Mario Kart sixty four. Yeah, you know, CTR is probably the better racer at that point. But you know, yeah, now I, you're comparing I, I it to Mario Kart eight, missions, all that stuff. But now you got Mario Kart eight deluxe. Right. You got Mario Kart. You got Mario. You got the best Mario Kart game ever made on the on the best. In, in the best possible way, it's portable and at home. The, the top selling game on two systems. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Donnie who said on PSVG that said that it was more closer to uh, uh, Diddy Kong Racing or Diddy Racing than than Mario Kart, which is why it deserves its place in the garbage. Moving Ooh, on. Boo. Oh, boo. Oh, boo. Boo. Boycott. Diddy Kong Racing was garbage. And I know Jacob Rush is listening to this. Hear me, Jacob. It is garbage. Throw it in the dump. Use your Mario Kart 8 Deluxe box. Shovel dirt on top of it. I'm cutting my heel promo right here. Did you not? Why didn't you like the game? Because it's terrible. How is it terrible? It controls like crap. None of the characters are, they're stupid. Oh, you weren't good at it. That's what it was. Okay, no. gotcha. No. No. No, 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 no. Control's terrible. Dumb concept. It's Diddy Kong and a bunch of, like, everybody. No, no, let, look, look, let's get real. Look, look, we're going to do this. Everybody craps all over Sonic the Hedgehog and the franchise because of all the useless animal morons who follow him around, right? But all because it's Diddy Kong Racing and because Rare makes it. Ooh, I love the pig. I love the stupid alligator. Who cares? Oh, you see, the, the difference is is that Rare was going to do something with all those characters, I think. Because they, you know, they had Conquer in it before Conquer came out. So I, I'm pretty sure they were going to do something with the majority of those. And yet they didn't. The, yeah. They did Sea of Thieves. Yeah, they couldn't couldn't find a way to put them into a connect game. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I've been playing Sea of Thieves. I should. This is non non Nintendo dads, Uh, and I I love it. I really do. I think uh, I think Rare have have started to come back to that that level they was at at the N sixty four. I think. Well, I I really hope that that you know. Yeah, I is it a is it on the PC? Yeah, it's on PC Game Pass here. Okay. Yeah. That, I will have to check that out because I heard good things too. Thanks to Luke, Luke Lore. 
send all your hate mail to podcast at nintendodads.org. <laughs> send all your love mail. If you agree with me about the garbage Diddy Kong racing, send it also to podcast at nintendodads.org. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Hey, we're going to announce uh, July's Nintendo Dad's patron member drawing for our $25 eShop card. Uh, basically, what we do is each month we draw a winner from our active patrons through the previous month, and we announce a winner, and you get to be entered into this monthly drawing simply by being a patron over at Nintendo Dad or patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. This month's winner is Bobby Paul's, the Nintendo Guru. You just won yourself $25 eShop credit. Give us a uh, shout over at podcast. I demand a recount. What the heck is going org. on here? <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> Guru's got it going on. Um, I don't know what game he'll get with this because he has them all, but maybe he'll stockpile it for a future rainy day. But Bobby, thanks for being a patron of the show. Enjoy your $25 eShop credit. Guys, that is uh that is a show. We want to talk about that was Mayhem episode or we'll do that next week. No, we'll talk about it right now. I was gonna do it in the outro. Oh, okay. Uh 242. Uh this episode 242. Thanks for listening. Uh monthly mayhem has just wrapped up uh with our winner T Squared 84 winning the Super Mario Maker uh competition. We are super thankful for all the work that's being put in over there for monthly mayhem from Drew and Zablanc. And uh, if you watch the video, wrap it up, Mario Maker 2, which you can go and look at over on our YouTube channel, uh, you'll know that no game was picked. Uh, it is a mystery right now what the next Monthly Mayhem game will be. That will be revealed in one week. In one week, we will reveal the new Monthly Mayhem game. Uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be different. I, right, Jesse? I don't even know what it is yet. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I've heard, of, I've heard of a few games being tossed around and we might throw up a poll, but uh, uh, that's, that's up to them to figure out. If we do throw up a poll, we'll put a flag on it. Uh, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, John Blanco, D Dave Ernsberger, and Tim Off. Uh, you just got it. Uh, thanks for supporting us at Level. You can head over to patreon.com backslash Dads and get yourself some of that sweet, sweet patronage as well. Go to our website, nintendodads.org. See all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes. You can get a phone case just like Jesse's got. You can get a Nintendo Dad shirt. You can declare your love to the world of Nintendo Dads, all things Nintendo Dads. You can get links to our social media on our Patreon page over there, and you can even email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.org. If you're sending in a Diddy Kong hate mail, by the way, address it. Attention, Jesse Waldack. Uh, all right. Uh, any love mail, it's attention, Marty Estes. There you go. You can also call in and leave a voicemail for us at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. want to say a big thanks to OC Remix used for the music used throughout the show and Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for all the sweet art they do for us. Download us on your favorite podcast app of choice. That's CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, your radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you, you listen to stuff, we're there. Or we're coming there. Or maybe we're not at all. Just go check. Search anyway. Stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't even I don't even think I've checked that one. <laughs> I forgot about iHeartRadio. Well, there you go. 
So there's another one for you to do this week. I don't know. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. For me, for Tim, for Gary, and for Jesse, this has been episode 242. Diddy Kong Racing sucks. Bye-bye. Nintendo Dads. Two plus two plus two plus two plus two plus two plus.